Hello, welcome to 2023. You have been on our minds. I mean, the holiday was amazing, but without you, it's been boring somewhere. Yeah, we enjoyed, we had fun though. We did have fun. I mean, <laughs> but there was something that was pretty um, visible last year after we created the single and ready to mingle course, right? We found out there were different kinds of people. So we said, okay, you know what? Let's make this a full service. So we built the Deserving Restorative Love Program. And then we separated single and ready to mingle. So you've been single for a long time. You've not been in a relationship. Okay, single and ready to mingle is for you. But you've been single because you've been attracting the wrong kinds of people or you've been dealing with some form of problem that's been drawing the wrong kinds of people to you. You need to go to a deserving restorative love. And that was why we decided to open the year with the podcast team, Mesiah Complex. Mesiah Complex has the capacity to make you draw on the wrong people. It's not deliberate. It just happens. So I'm going to go ahead and jump in. And you know how we do this thing now. We make it a series so that we can teach as much as we can for free. You don't have to pay for podcasts. But it doesn't mean podcast has to be crappy. I mean, you get this thing. So to begin the series today, all I'm going to do is define what it means to be a Messiah, the Messiah Complex, and then I'm going to talk about how we get into Messiah Complex, which is the topic for today, responsible too soon. When you become responsible too soon, you have the possibility to, to, to grow into being a Messiah and having Messiah Complex. What does it mean to have Messiah Complex? In simple form, I will say it is a desire to always save something save someone or save a situation. That's how I'm going to summarize it. Messiah complex is a desire to always save something, save someone or save a situation. How does Messiah complex build up? Well, like I said before, it happens when we take on responsibility too soon. But why would anyone want to take up responsibility too soon? You know, if you cannot take responsibility for your life, you are almost terrible to live around. Let's be honest. I don't want to be friends with someone who's irresponsible. I don't want to be friends with someone who cannot make a mistake and own up to it. I don't want to be friends with someone who cannot take care of the people in their lives. I don't want to be friends with someone who cannot see a flaw in me and then say, oh, Lisa, this isn't working in you. I think you need to fix it. Like, be responsible for our friendship. I don't want to be friends with someone who wouldn't hear from me for a long time. I won't reach out and say, oh, why? I mean, take responsibility for this friendship. Someone who will notice our friendship is going south and will take up the responsibility to fix it. I do these things, but I also want someone who does them. I don't want to be married to someone who won't take responsibility for the kids. I don't want to be married to someone who wouldn't take responsibility financially even as I'm taking responsibility. I don't want to be connected with someone who wouldn't take responsibility for anything because then they're liability. But is there a possibility that we take on responsibility way too soon? I love talent shows. I really do love child celebrities. But I worry a lot of times that they're taking on responsibility too soon. They are taking on emotional responsibility way too soon, way before they've discovered their identity. Their identity is already subjected to what people say about them. Oh, she's pretty. And now she thinks, oh, I'm just pretty. I'm not smart. Oh, he's this. Oh, so because they say I'm this, I look cute this way, then I don't look cute that way. They are already defined by people's terminologies. 
And that's why some people would say, when you meet a little girl, don't just tell her she's beautiful. Let her know she's smart. If you ask her questions and she answers and she's intelligent, let her know she's intelligent. So her only identity isn't tied to you're beautiful. I can't imagine hearing you're beautiful 10,000 times and not only feeling like beauty is all you have to offer. Some of us are like that as adults. Oh, you're very hardworking. Oh, you're very hardworking. Oh, you're very hardworking. So hardworking is the only terminology we know ourselves by. Right. So when we talk about responsibility, I'm not just talking about physical responsibility. I'm talking about emotional responsibility, financial responsibility, physical responsibilities, all manners of responsibilities you can imagine. Is there a possibility that we take on responsibility too soon? Well, one way we take on responsibility too soon is when we become assistant parents. Yep. All the firstborns in the world. This one is for you. Have you um, heard about birth order? It's so easy to spot a first child. I mean, I've done it plenty of times. I meet people sometimes. And from the way they act, you just look at them and ask, are you the first child? And for some of them, they are not the first child, but the first child and possibly the second one were irresponsible or they died or they left. Something happened where they were not present. And then you find this third child who is highly responsible in a very funny way. Being responsible is not the problem, it's the funny way. <laughs> I'm going to break that down as I go on, don't worry. But sometimes it's the last child, but this last child grew up away from all the other siblings and then they had to take on all the responsibilities in the house. And then after they leave the house, they carry on that responsibility thing. They take it away. So assistant parents, if you are a person who has to replace your parents for your siblings, perhaps every time your siblings have emotional crisis, everybody comes to you. Every time your parents are suffering mental breakdown, they come to you. Every time um, there's an issue in the house, everybody trusts your opinion. But what you don't understand is that in an attempt to be there, you're gradually losing yourself. You're always saving a situation. You're always saving something. You're always saving somebody. Your sibling misbehaves and you're trying to cover up. They didn't do something. You quickly help them do it. This happens and you quickly show up. Your parents are supposed to show up. They didn't show up. You help out. Your mom was supposed to come to PTA meeting. She didn't come. You show up. Your dad was supposed to pay a particular bill. He didn't pay it. You showed up. You don't realize that you're taking on responsibility too soon. Especially when you're young. And when I say you're young, you're younger than the age for that responsibility. For example, you're not legally supposed to be working until you're 18. I know you can have a not head like me and start working at 15. Well, I started working because I loved working, not because I needed money. Those are two different reasons to work, right? You're not legally supposed to be working or paying bills. Like when I mean bills, I'm talking about house bills, school fee bills, right? Until you're 18. Because I mean, that's legal age. That's when you're an adult. You could help out, but that's not your primary responsibility. But if you're younger than 18 and that is your primary responsibility, I will get to loss of a parent. So hold on, don't judge yet. I don't want you to form any complete opinion from unit one. Wait until we get to five because this month has five weeks. So for the next five, that's today plus the next four more days in January, we're just going to be dealing with this higher complex. Now, when you begin to take up responsibilities that parents ought to take up, when you become an assistant parent, you're five years old and you have to watch over your sibling who is two years old. Yes, you are older than them, but you can't be bothering about how to fill their bottle, how to make sure the food is warm. Now you have to go to the heater. You could burn yourself because your parents are unavailable. 
Now, I do know that sometimes this happens as a result of something beyond our control. Perhaps we have a parent who is dealing with an addiction, a parent who is in an asylum, a parent who is sick, who is physically sick, a parent who is mentally or emotionally unstable, a parent who is dealing with depression, or a parent who even died. Which brings me to point two, loss of a parent or sudden losses or other sudden losses. If your parents die, you will take up responsibility too soon. You will. You will take up financial responsibility because you don't want to be a burden to other people. Remember, you're a responsible person. We are all supposed to be responsible. And so because you're a responsible person, you don't want to stress the people who care about you. You don't want to do that to them. So you take on that responsibility and then you show up for yourself. You don't ask people for help. You show up for your siblings. You show up for other family members. That's responsibility taking too soon. Yes, grief inspired, but still responsibility taking too soon. And so if that has happened to you as a child, happened to you as a teenager, happened to you in your early 20s, you might actually need to check if you haven't built Messiah Complex. Messiah complex is a reason you don't ask for help. Because, I mean, you are the savior. You are always saving people. Why should anyone save you? Right? And all the sudden losses, perhaps you've been in a natural disaster and you lost your home, you lost your family members, perhaps a flood. You lost your family members and now you have to take care of yourself. You lived off the street. You didn't have a house at some point. You had to pay your way through school. Those are on, that are sudden losses. Or you come from a wealthy home and suddenly your dad dies and you guys realize, oh, he didn't make a will. Or he made a will and family members decided to cheat you people out of it or you were legally cheated out of it. Or even you took a loan and they claimed more than they said they were going to claim from you. Those are sudden losses. So you're trying to help yourself. You're trying to help your family members and you take on responsibility too soon. I'm not blaming you. I'm not faulting you for taking responsibility. I am just saying the facts are you took on responsibility too soon. And it's okay. It is okay that you did. It is okay that you're doing so now. But you must make room for yourself not to take on Messiah complex. You will see from the next week and the week after why Messiah Complex, as fantastic as it sounds, can be a very destructive thing to you and your relationships. Remember, Messiah Complex, I simply defined, is a desire to always save something, someone, or situation. Another way we take on responsibility too soon is unnecessary expectations. When people have unnecessary expectations of us, they expect you to be a father figure. Man, you're just 14 and they're telling you things like, you know, you're the man of the house. Excuse me, sir, I'm the boy of the house. Or, you know, you are the woman of the house. Excuse me, I'm only a girl. I'm not the woman of the house. I know I have crossed puberty, but I am not the woman of the house. I am a girl in the house. I'm a girl in the house. I'm a boy in the house. I'm a child in the house. So years ago, I heard of a family friend who was living in South Africa. And she had her first child take care of the second child. And the class teacher came, picked up the baby and took the baby back. The baby is a boy. Took the baby back to the mom and said, she's also a child. She needs to be taken care of. And as crazy as that sounded, and it sounded like they were trying to make her irresponsible, they were also just saying, 
don't give this child responsibility that is larger than her age, larger than her emotional capacity, larger than her physical capacity. Because while she loves her brother and would like to take care of him, if you give her too much responsibility too soon, you will psychologically put her in a terrible place in life. You will leave her vulnerable in life. You will not let her build identity and build capacity. Her capacity will be tampered with. Unnecessary expectations from family members, from teachers even. Something happens in your class and your teacher said, but you were there. So if I was there, what should happen? I should fight. I mean, what should I do? But you were there. But you were there to do what? They were about to shoot someone on my street, but I was there. I could have helped the person if the person was closer to me and farther away from the shooter. But the person is directly in front of the shooter. They could shoot both of us. It is wiser for me to go get help than get in the middle of it. Especially if I don't know how to fight and I don't have a gun and I don't have anything. That was an extreme example to use for someone in Nigeria, but that's not an extreme example for someone in the U.S. For someone in the U.S., that's a scenario they could walk into any day. Now, in an attempt to save this person, people look at you like, oh, you could have saved this person and you didn't. Therefore, you are an accomplice murderer. That's an unnecessary expectation to put on you because you were ill-equipped to do this. In a child marriage, if a five-year-old gets married or an eight-year-old, and I expect her to get pregnant, it's an unnecessary expectation because she's still a child and I expect her to become a mom. That's the problem with child marriage. The problem with child marriage isn't, okay, there are plenty of problems with child marriage, technically. There are legal problems because it's not supposed to be. There are biological problems because their biology is not yet in place to handle that kind of responsibility. This person's body isn't equipped to carry a pregnancy, to nurture the child, to breastfeed. This person's waist bones aren't strong enough yet. This person's hormones haven't kicked in yet. This person's antibodies aren't ready for the kinds of infection that could happen during pregnancy, post-pregnancy. This person doesn't have the biological capacity. But aside that, there is also the fact that the person is not psychologically ready for what parenting is. So when we fight child marriage, what we are actually fighting is taking on responsibility too soon, taking on too much biological responsibilities, too much social responsibilities, too much psychological responsibilities, and too much legal responsibilities. Because legally, a parent is supposed to be responsible for a child. Praise and disregards reinforcements. The kind of reinforcements you've gotten over the years. I mean, if people don't praise you until you've overworked yourself, you take on too much responsibility so you can get praise. It's one of the reasons why 21st Century Entrepreneur of the Year Awards are pretty, they are hilarious when you look at them sometimes. I mean, did nobody gets an award for being the most restful entrepreneur. Nobody gets an award for being the entrepreneur who didn't break down that year. Nobody gets an award for being the entrepreneur who didn't get depressed that year. Nobody gets an award for being the entrepreneur who isn't on sleeping medications. But we give awards to entrepreneurs who did A, B, and C. But in order for them to do A, B, and C, they had to work 20 hours a day for the last six months, for the last eight months, for the last one year. They've been on antidepressants and um, they've been on moderatics. They've been on, um, what's the other one for sleeping? They've been on sleeping medications for months. Oh, we don't care. We just give them an award for doing what every other person did not do, for killing themselves to achieve awards. The kinds of praises we get. 
when your teachers don't think you're good enough to be applauded until you've gotten straight A's. That's fantastic if you got straight A's and still slept. That is not fantastic if you got straight A's and ended up depressed that semester. That's not fantastic if you got straight A's and ended up sick after exams. That's not fantastic if you got straight A's but had no friends for the whole year. It's not fantastic. It's not fantastic that your social needs were unmet, your emotional needs were unmet, your psychological needs were unmet just for you to get a merit in class. That's taking on too much responsibility. You're a person. You're supposed to be connected with other people. You're supposed to be sane. There was a point in my life when people ask me, how are you? I reply alive and sane. Because I find out a lot of people are alive, but they are not sane. And a lot of people look like they are alive, but they are not. There's no fun in their life. There's no connection in their life. They are dealing with one problem or the other every single day of the week. That should not be you. But unfortunately, that's how many of us were raised. We're raised to chase praises. Validation is biologically necessary and socially necessary for you. But if you have to take on too much responsibility to get those praises, if you've always taken on too much responsibility, there is a possibility that you've developed a complex because you're always looking to save something, someone or some situation. Pain, the way pain was reinforced in our minds. I mean, you got eight A's and they look at you like the person who got nine A's had ten head at B. They walk away. That disappointment, that disregard, that pain makes you want to read extra hard, take on so much more than you should take on. And the person who is taking care of four kids because you're taking care of two children. So what's the big deal? That people trivialize your achievements in order to reinforce taking responsibility on you. But what that also does to you is that it begins to make you chase responsibility so you can get praise, so you can be valuable in their eyes. And because you are human, you're always running towards pleasure and running away from pain. You're always wanting to get praises and wanting to not get punishment. You do whatever it takes to get praise. You do whatever it takes to get the pleasure of their validation. In the last 15 to 16 minutes, I hope you've been able to identify areas in your life where you've been taking on too much responsibility. Like I said, don't define yourself fully by this first episode. I want you to go through the five episodes. In the fifth episode, we're going to make a tool available for you on the website that is going to help you assess your responsibilities, the relationships in your life, build a hierarchy of priority, understand how to be assertive and how to say no. So please don't forget to tune in every Monday at 5 a.m. West African time. The podcast will be available on every platform where you can find podcasts. Okay, so whether you are in Nigeria, you are in Australia, whatever your time zone, you'll be able to get the podcast, right? And then if you have questions, a lot of people are shy to ask questions with the voice message. So all you need to do is go to www.lizaexpress.com www.lizaexpress.com. We have anonymous forms. You find one on the main page, www.lizaexpress.com. You'll find an anonymous form if you scroll down the page. That anonymous forms allows you to ask us any question about sex, about trauma, about addiction, about whatever it is, recovery, relationship, romance, parenting, whatever you want to ask us, go ahead and ask us that question in the anonymous form. 
Or if you have other questions you want to ask us about our services and how we operate, all you need to do is go to www.lisaexpress.com forward slash FAQ. If you go to the FAQ page, you'll be able to find answers to questions about how our services operate, how we run, and um, you'll be able to ask us anonymous questions as well on the FAQ page. All right, until next week, Monday. Bye.